Welcome, welcome. This is According to Callus, and I'm Steven, and I'm here to introduce you to episode 189 called Tuesday Night at the Fights, or if you prefer, I paid another visit to the school board meeting. Yes. So let me just say right out, this show is animated purely by my observations and my opinions. I don't say that I am the absolute truth or the final arbitrator of what is absolutely right and absolutely wrong. I can only call them as I see them. And I recite it or explain it to the best of my understanding and my ability. And I will be honest if I'm dismissing or disregarding or putting somebody down. And this was tough. So let me, uh, let me lay it out to you. So I've been going for the last several months and there's been varying degrees of, let's call it animation or animosity present. Um, there are a lot of students who have parents that feel like they're not being heard. They have some concerns. Some are real. Some are perhaps misunderstood or exaggerated, okay? But a lot of these concerns could be and should be easily dealt with by an open and honest dialogue, which our school board has really failed to provide. Now, whether you want to lay that at the feet at McDaniels or you want to blame um, President Dankel, right? Superintendent Daniel McDaniels and President Dankel, I'm not sure who you want to blame. I don't even know if blame is the appropriate way to phrase this. But ultimately, those two people are responsible for what's going on in the school district. And when there are what I would deem legitimate concerns and they're ignoring them or manipulating the events to get an outcome, they're doing Nobody a service. I would go so far as to say is providing us a disservice. So over the last several months, we've had a number of parents or grandparents show up and talk about the various issues or concerns they have with various things going on in the school district. Now, these concerns have uh, ranged from the HAC, which is the Health Advisory Council, I believe, and the CRT that's critical race theory for those of you that are not up to speed and their various variations that are being presented within the school curriculum, though they claim they're not. And the now pornographic books or things that could be defined as pornography in books that are present in the school libraries. So there's a number of issues here. Um, I got to say that Both sides have been misled. Both sides are being manipulated, I believe. So the example that played out last night was a group of people showed up uh, wearing yellow. Coincidentally, the same color tie that uh, the superintendent was wearing. I'm sure there was no, um, how shall I phrase this? Nothing nothing to see there. 
I will admit freely that there have been a number of us that have been going that wear green on some part of our outfit in support of Chad Green. Not necessarily on a specific issue, but we like Chad and the fact that he's there to ask questions and have a presence to be beyond the go-along, get-along scheme that's been going on for many, many years in McKinney ISD's Board of Trustees. So, now we've got two groups of people that show up wearing green and yellow. And I remarked when I had my one minute to speak how it was disappointing that this is what it's fallen into. Instead of getting red and blue, we've got green and yellow. So, let me recite to you some of the feedback, some of the understanding that I got from last night's conversations. So the folks wearing yellow used much the slippery slope argument, meaning that this is going to start with limiting books available in the library to outright banning books. And, and I'm, I'm trying to be gracious here because there were some that did actually say that the other side wanted to ban books. They Throughout the specter of totalitarianism, which I think is a fair analogy, if it was accurate, I think that the a lot of the folks that were there were there with bad information. And again, I'm being gracious. I, I don't know what their motivation was. I did notice a couple of them had um, t-shirts basically indicating they wanted to ban bigots, not books. Okay, that's fine. So we're going to cancel people. Because they challenge ideas. Okay, whatever. I mean, that's a real nice slogan. But perhaps if you're really concerned about totalitarianism, you ought to reconsider what's on your shirt. But that being said, I have no reason to believe that any of those people were hateful. Now, could they speak hateful? Sure. Everybody speaks hateful from time to time, including my own folks in green. Um There were some people that got up and spoke, including a couple of students that have let's just say they weren't normal straight kids. And I know that the word normal has some uh, pejorative, just go with me here. They're non-straight people. However you want to define that, whatever. And they felt like they were being attacked because these books reflect them. Maybe that's fair. Maybe it's not. But if you, listened to them. They gave a reasoned explanation while they felt it was important for this. Okay. So again, that was the majority of their arguments is you want to ban books. This is totalitarian in nature and you're upsetting people. Now I want to, I want to also mention there was one man, the first man that spoke. um, And I kind of feel bad for him because not only did he attack a school board member, it wasn't an attack. It was just kind of a lame comment. I, I imagine it could have been taken as a joke or whatever. It just it fell flat. And he wasted a lot of his valuable time going down that path. But he proceeded to tell us about his two children, one being, um, in his words, transgender, and the other one being homosexual. Now, part of me, my heart goes out to this guy because... He feels like his kids are being attacked. And it really has nothing to do with that, in my opinion. 
But on the other part of that is maybe maybe you should spend a little more time worrying about your own kids instead of the uh, straw man argument that was put up, which is these people are totalitarians that want to burn and ban books. I mean, I, I don't mean to be rude. I, I, I do feel for the guy. But instead of saying that you feel your kids are being attacked, go spend time with your kids. Uh, but then the same could be said on the other side, because the other side made the argument that y'all are okay with porn. You're all okay with pedophilia. You're all okay with all these deviant sexual behaviors being portrayed as normal and agreeable. And I don't know that the majority of them feel that way. I think that based upon, I and I had a couple conversations with the people not wearing green, but wearing yellow. And I don't know that they necessarily thought that that was something that should be promoted. Their concern was, hey, look, whether we agree with those ideas or not, they need to be there. That we can't hide them. We can't pretend that this stuff's not there. And if it's in a book and the parents can control, the, or, or the parents are supposed to raise their own kids, this shouldn't even be an issue. Okay? So I'm not going to defend the folks in green because by and large, I agree with them. I mean, there is no reason for this material. I refer to it as trash and I, and. I haven't read it. I'm not going to grade it. I don't think there's any redeeming value in describing how you sodomize another person. I I just, I don't see it. I'm sure somebody can make that argument, but the fact of the matter is that doesn't need to be in elementary school. That doesn't probably need to even be in a middle school. But when you get to high school, by the time a kid's 15 years old, they've already seen everything and heard everything. No matter how much you as a parent try to protect them, shelter them, however you want to phrase it, it's already been there. Let's not pretend otherwise. Now, the funniest thing about all of this, and now that I've kind of summarized both sides' arguments, right? um, I'm going to give you a couple of anecdotes about things that happened, and then I'm going to jump into what my major conclusion was from this whole thing. So the first speaker was a young lady who was 17 years old and a student, and she went up to defend why these books should be present. Okay, that's fine. And she has been allotted a minute. At some point, somebody else who was apparently keeping their own time decides to talk over her and object because she's exceeded her time. There's a timer on the podium. And the young lady got flustered, and rightfully so, and got a little upset, rightfully so, because her timer still said she had 10 seconds. Now, the gentleman that, and I'm using gentleman just purely in the colloquial sense, because he certainly didn't act like a gentleman, in my opinion, got all upset and started making a bunch of ruckus, were really, give her the 10 seconds or 15 seconds to finish up and be done, let's be gracious, let's be fair, but we didn't do that, and we... And look, both sides like to say they're on the side of God and side of right. and But this is a major stumble on these people that are concerned 
for protecting their children to attack a young lady that's speaking her heart at a microphone. And not everybody's cut out to do that. It's, it's not the easiest thing for a lot of people. It was rude and disrespectful to interrupt her while she was speaking. Now, whether or not I agreed with her and what she said is irrelevant. That's not the way we do things. That's not the example we want to set. That's not what we desire for public comment. Now, that ultimately, the uh, guy was asked to leave the room and was escorted out. Now, whether or not that was necessary or fair, don't know. Honestly, it's probably the right thing to do, in my opinion. If you interrupted once, you're probably going to do it again. And you're just making the rest of us look bad. In fact, there were several on the left of me who were wearing yellow that were basically feeling satisfied and justified and that they don't trust these people and these people are the enemy because of this man's behavior. We're feeding our own enemies righteousness. The righteousness they're caused by our bad behavior. Not a good thing. Now, the second thing I noted, the young lady that was, and I, I'm going to say young because I am no longer young, uh, was sitting directly to my left and we had a nice conversation the whole time. And I won't release her name, even if I could remember it, just out of respect for her because she may not want to admit that she knows me or talk to me. But she said, you know, don't we have a solution for this? I said, probably. She goes, I think I have a solution. I said, Excellent. She said, I'm really nervous. I don't know if I have time to do it. I said, you should. And you should, when you get up there and speak, don't worry. Uh, I'll clap you. I'll support for you to go up there if you've got a solution. I. She kind of told me what her solution was. Yeah, that's good. Go for it. I had a very nice, cordial conversation with this young lady. And again, I'm using that term because I assume she's younger than I am. I don't know how old she is. Obviously, she has a master's degree because she told me she had one. So she can't be that young, but... Be that as it may, cordial conversation. No need to be rude. We can disagree without being disagreeable. And the first group to get emotional and lash out is the loser usually in this kind of organizational setup, right? Because we lose the moral high ground. And the team that wants to protect their children by not having pornography in the elementary schools lost the moral high ground, in my opinion at least temporarily. The other thing that I found interesting is they brought up, and and I got to say I respect it because it works, but it's kind of a canard. It's kind of a straw man argument. Another book that has examples of pedophilia and um, rape and incest and, you know, that book's in every library and that's clearly a problem. Yeah, okay, it's the Bible, the King James Bible. Yeah. And what's interesting is, while that's true, that is not celebrated. That is not taught as a good thing. It's not explicit. And it's shown to have negative side effects. There's a huge difference between that and some of the other books that they're concerned about, which show this to be a good thing or a positive outcome or this is normal or approvable. Now, again, the context is what's at play here. And if you're going to look at removing books, you have to be very, very careful about that. Now, I was not given three minutes like I have been in the past. And to be honest, I haven't ever spoken on the book issue. 
The book issue is not something that animates me. It's not something that's a major concern because, quite frankly, my children are grown. They're not in high school anymore. They're not in middle school, and they're certainly not in elementary school. I do think about other children and their parents and whether or not they're going to be able to do a good job raising them when there's trash available at their fingertips. But the very same parents that are concerned about these books provide their children computers that are handheld all day, every day, and they can find anything and everything there. And they don't seem nearly as concerned about that as these books that are in the libraries. Now, one of the other takeaways I got is the folks that were concerned about banning books, which again, I don't believe that's an accurate description, said that we should trust librarians. Librarians are experts in the field and they should be able to guide us through the curation process. Yes. Okay. So that sounds an awful lot like trust the science. I'm sorry, but that argument really doesn't hold any water. The experts have shown themselves to not be experts. Now, truth being told, I would want input from a librarian, and I certainly would want input from somebody that's actually read such book. I do find it interesting that they dismiss the fact that a, a number of parents said they have read these books or all of these books. Why? I mean, on many occasions, I've read 30 to 50 books in a year. It's not that hard to read eighth grade level books that are a couple hundred pages long over the course of a year or two. I mean, I'm sure you could read a couple hundred books if you really wanted to, if it was your motivation in life. But I could be wrong. The real tragedy here is side A, the yellow team, if you will, showed up with the understanding that these are a bunch of crazed right-wingers that want to ban books and burn them. Then the green team, the, those folks on the right, showed up upset and offended that these folks in yellow were here and they felt like they were wanting to celebrate all of the deviancy that was possible and they're a bunch of crazy lefties. Now, look, I'm sure both sides contain people that could be fit into those extreme examples. I'm sure that if we got these people animated enough and upset enough, they would probably say things that would prove out those points. But the reality is the majority of us there, we want to have a workable solution. The majority of us there see the dangers, but we're not sure that the remedy is the appropriate remedy. Now, I believe in liberty, almost completely unfettered liberty. And it's a challenge for me to sit here and defend limiting or restricting access to books when I don't want anybody to do that with my firearms. I don't want anybody to do that with my freedom of speech. But on the flip side, now we're dealing with minor children, young kids under the age of 12. Do they really need to be exposed to that stuff? Do they really need to be a captive audience and be fed garbage? No. The problem is the parents have made the decision to send their kids to a government public school and then want to try and use government to fix the problem. When again, and I tell them all the time, Government is the source of the problems. 
Government causes these problems. In fact, much of what happened last night was brought about by a government administrator that wanted to create dissension in the ranks. Now, I tried to be respectful to both sides. I really do. And, and even, even the guy that got up first and was probably somebody I would not go out and have a drink with, I don't see any reason to mistreat him or be rude to him. And I legitimately feel bad that he's in the situation he's in. Now, he may take offense at that. He may be mad that I say that. But for a person in my position where I'm coming from, I feel for you. It's got to be tough. No matter how happy a smiley face you put on it, it's got to be tough. Anytime that something doesn't go the way that we would envision or what we desire, it's tough. I live with it. Everybody lives with it. So I got to have some compassion for the guy. I don't like the fact that he was a little rude. I don't like the fact that we're going to disagree on these things, but I don't need to treat him poorly. Unfortunately, one guy from my team treated somebody else poorly because he was offended that perhaps 10 seconds went too far. That's not the example I want to set. We play by the rules. As long as the rules are there and fairly established, the rules are there to keep everybody on an even playing field. Now, sometimes the rules are ignored. Sometimes the rules are abused. And if you want an example of that, you can look at last month's school board meeting when one individual abused and ignored the rules and was not even called out on it. And had I had my full three minutes, I might have referenced that. Be that as it may, the truth is the school system has had a solution to this problem. Not a perfect solution, but a solution most everybody would have lived with had they said so from the get-go. Had they made it public knowledge. Had they explained it. Had they took forth the effort and said, hey, listen, um, a lot of you parents that are very concerned about the type of books or materials that could be checked out of the public slash government school library, they have cards. And you as the parent have the right and ability to put restrictions on the cards. Now, yes, your student could potentially sit in the library and look through this book and, and gain this forbidden knowledge, but they won't be able to check it out. They won't be able to take it home with them. This is a fair and reasonable restriction that already exists. As a matter of fact, we're going to roll out a training program just to show all the parents how this works because we're, we've heard your concerns. We think you have a legitimate concern for your children and you want to protect them and offer the safeguard. Now, we, the school district, we provided this all along and we just didn't tell you about it. For that, we're sorry. But that didn't happen. Instead, they fed these people along for several months and had some of them get quite emotional and upset about things, rightfully so in some cases, and then created this false argument last night. And I actually went so far as to tell the young lady to my left that, look, if I actually thought the people that I was sitting with were going to burn and ban books, I would be dressed in yellow from head to toe, screaming at the top of my lungs, not no, but heck no. You're not going to burn books. But on the flip side, and, and I want to play devil's advocate for here for just a moment, the same people that were defending the, let's call it, sexual deviancy 
In the school libraries, how would they feel if, I don't know, we were to bring in the Turner Diaries? We were to bring in some kind of uh, racist claptrap, some kind of uh, mm, anti-government stuff that, you know, apparently is now all the vogue to hate on, right? What if we were to bring in some Christian nationalism, right? That's the big boogeyman right now. I'm sure there's got to be some books printed that advocate that. Well, let's bring that in. I wonder how many of these same parents that were defending sexual deviancy would be okay with that. And and, and again, the conservatives, the Christians, when are they going to learn? You can't go to government to solve your problems. Government is the source of almost all these problems. And if you keep going back to them, thinking they're going to solve it, you're going to be disappointed. As a Christian, we believe that, you know, everything falls under God's sovereignty. As a Christian, we believe that life is always worth defending. That liberty is important. That liberty also extends to people that are going to do things that we're not comfortable with. Or things that God says they ought not do. But that's between them and God. God's going to judge them. We're all going to stand before God and have to answer for what we've done. And that makes people uncomfortable, myself included. And I can assure you that if somebody were to take the advice in some of the books that are probably, again, I haven't read them, I don't know, but were to take some of the tips, if you will, out of one of these books and try that on my daughter, there's a pretty good chance that I would end up in jail. I think you're reading between the lines here, aren't you? I don't expect government to fix it. I don't think that everybody is going to follow the law just because you've made a law. I mean, murder's illegal. Theft is illegal. Yet they happen all the time. It doesn't mean we reward it. It doesn't mean we celebrate it. We just acknowledge that we're a fallen people and nobody's perfect. The truth of the matter is, is no matter how we try and shelter our children, no matter how we try and protect our children, they're going to see the stuff. They're going to hear about the stuff. And some of them are going to try the stuff, whatever that stuff is. We need to prepare them. We need to bring them up to speed that there are these things out there. They're not good for you. They're not healthy for you. And so far as we're concerned, God says you should not do them. But when you become an adult and you're going to be able to make your own decisions, You will disappoint me. You will disappoint God if you do these things, but I can't stop you. I can't force you. I'm not going to celebrate with you if you choose to live an alternative lifestyle, but on the flip side, I'm not going to disown you and kick you to the curb. You'll always be my son, always be my daughter, my grandson, my granddaughter, my niece, my nephew, whatever. You're always going to be family, but I can't celebrate this. I can't be okay with this. That's a fine line. It's tough. But if we believe what the Bible teaches, if we believe what we say we believe, then we have to live by it. And that liberty is so important because everybody has free will. We don't understand exactly how that all works under the auspices of God's sovereignty, but people have to be allowed to fail. They have to be allowed to make mistakes. They have to understand that we've all failed under the law, which is why we need salvation. And if I'm going to show up at a school board meeting, the last thing I want to do is start a fight with somebody that may actually be open to listening to what I have to say. 
Uh, the last thing I want to do is defend somebody that is acting like a jerk. The sad fact is, this could have been solved months ago. If somebody on the school board would have just said, Hey, you know what? We have the solution for you. You have a legitimate concern. Some of this material is not age appropriate. You can do this with the library card and you don't have to worry about it. Is it a perfect solution? No, but it's a workable solution. And, it, and if if they were really concerned, if it was really a problem, perhaps to say, this, I, I would go so far as to say, that material doesn't need to be in an elementary school. But if we wanted to say, well, maybe there's some value to it. I, I don't say that I agree, but just, if we're going to use that argument, we're going to offer a special section at the middle school level, right? When they get to junior high, some of the parents are okay with it and they want this available to their son or daughter. Um, so we're going to have it behind the counter. They can come up, see us, and they can check it out. Look, I'm not thrilled with it, but I'm not that other kid's parent. That parent should decide what's best for their child, not me. Just like I don't want somebody else to run my child's life, I'm not going to run somebody else's child life. Liberty. Now, when you get to the high school level, look, I get it. Some kids are super impressionable. Some kids are vulnerable. They're 15, 16 years old, and you're just, you don't want them to be reading that stuff. You, you still think it's trash, and I, I agree with you. A lot of it is trash. Then you just block their card. Make If if your student, is your son or your daughter, really wants to read that stuff, they're going to find it and get it anyway. I mean, it's probably available online for next to nothing. And there's nothing that we're going to be able to do to stop it. Let's not pretend that we can. But again, there's a big difference between understanding and tolerating certain things and celebrating it and thinking that it's a good thing. I'm not suggesting that we do that. I am suggesting that perhaps we need to find the solution that we can all agree is fair and move on. Now, there are plenty of other issues that need to be dealt with at a school board meeting. And I really... I'm just disappointed with the school board for not just being upfront right away and saying, Hey, you know what? we got a solution for this. Now, if the school board didn't know, I mean, that's their failure, but certainly one of the administrators that was there, one of the various principals that's been at some of the various things could have spoken up and said, well, you know, actually this does exist and it would have solved all this. It would have saved all this valuable time. I mean, the reality is, is we all have better things to do in our life than go and listen to three hours worth of meetings of self-congratulatory things that don't even affect us. There are important things that get discussed at school board meeting, but when you spend an inordinate amount of time fighting and arguing about something that could have already been solved, that's just not productive. And I think they set us all up. And look, you folks in yellow, I don't know who you all are. I, I met a couple of you. Um, I mean you no disrespect. I understand your concern. If it's legitimate and for real, we're on the same page. I don't want books banned. I sure as heck don't want them burned. But you also have to be willing to understand that some of these parents are really 
really worried that that stuff's going to get in their hands of their little children. And you have to have a little compassion for them as well. And you have to be able to understand where they're coming from. We're supposed to be able to compromise. We're supposed to be able to hear each other. But when we're busy arguing and fighting, nobody's listening. And I try to do that. I try really hard to do that. I want to try and be objective and fair. Now, when I make a decision, I'm going to stand on it. I might get knocked over, but I'm going to get right back up. But when I'm certain of something, I don't back down. And I'm telling you, I think you guys were fed some bad information. And you guys in the green, yeah, you're my team. But man, we got to watch our behavior. We got to police our own. We got to be respectful. We got to articulate our concerns in such a manner that we are clear. And, and I got to give props to Rachel Elliott. I, I consider Rachel a friend. And she got up and said, look, my family fought Nazis. I'm not a Nazi book burner and I'm offended to be called that. The fact that somebody on the school board did that and got away with it is appalling to me. But on the flip side, you folks in the yellow got to understand. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Nobody. You're buying into a false dichotomy. You're, you're buying into a straw man. And we on the, on the green side, we got to be aware These people are our neighbors. Some are our friends and family. Extended family, probably. But we got to be willing to have a dialogue. we got to be willing to talk to them. And perhaps in a school board meeting, when we're all heated up and being manipulated by some on the school board or the superintendent, it's not the best time to do it. I really have nothing more to say on this. I'm going to call it a wrap. Hey, I will see you on the other side. Thanks.